Bismillah, assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh Welcome back to the Dadhood Podcast uh, Today is going to be, alhamdulillah, a special episode All episodes are special, alhamdulillah But uh, we have our brother uh, Ramis Ibrahim with us uh, And uh, Ramis, we, we met, how did we meet? Uh, do you know what, I knew of your work before we actually met So I knew that you do loads of different things. Uh, you you have you have like many many different hats, okay? And mm-hmm. uh, and the first time I actually heard about you was through uh, Abdul Samad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he he he's, he's he actually going to see me tomorrow. Oh, mashallah! For, Give him my salam. For hijab, man. Yeah. Okay, wicked. So um, I had a podcast that was running with him called Ibn Batuta's Boat. Me and some brothers, and he was helping us out. And uh, he he told us, you know, you need to get Ramis on this. He can speak about all sorts of things. He can speak about parenting, about coaching, about mindset, about hijama. He was like, he can speak about everything. So I was like, okay, cool, we'll get him on. And then eventually, uh, the podcast sort of died out. And then, so we never invite you on. And so, but but since then, I'd sort of been following your social media or uh, just getting invited into different group chats that you're part of and, you, you know, you're contributing to them. <laughs> And then I thought, okay, mashallah, you know, he's, he, he, you know, what Abdul Samad said, it's true. It's true, mashallah. The Ramis wears a lot of hats and alhamdulillah, he has a lot of knowledge. So then, then we actually met in person uh, at the, at the father's camp, the good life camp. That's sure uh, that. brother Tariq organized. I've seen organized. places as well. Probably, actually, yeah, maybe we met before that. I was, yeah, I'm sort of all over the place. So they're probably like places where we, we bumped into each other. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and uh, and yeah. Since then, obviously, that kind of led to you coming on this podcast. So, thank you for joining us, Ramis. Um, welcome. And uh, the first uh, question that we usually have for all of our guests mm-hmm. is, when did you become a father? Uh, how old were you when you became a father? And uh, how many children do you have? I I came into fatherhood quite late. Um, I'm not going to tell my whole story now, but it's a, it's a nice story. <laughs> but um, so when I was 40, 41, I, I had my first child. Well, I don't know, the children's mother did. Yeah. Um, but, um, so yeah, I was, I've got three children, uh, two girls and a boy, 15, 13 and seven. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. That's good. So you got, you got, uh, you got experience across all the age ranges. MashaAllah. Alhamdulillah. Yeah, I, as a father, I, I'm, a, I'm a kind, I have a philosophy that I don't impose my authority on them unnecessarily. They know, okay. that, they know that I'm the father, they know that I'm, the, I'm in control. Mm. They know that I'm a disciplinarian. Um, I'm not authoritative, but I'm authoritarian in the sense of, is that right? Yeah. No, yeah. you're saying you're not authoritarian, but you're authoritative. I'm authoritative, that's right. Yeah, the other way around. That's right, alhamdulillah. So, um, <clears throat> you mind yeah, just lifting up your well, mic have, a little bit? I can no, hear you. Sorry, a bit yeah, this, this, yeah. <clears throat> it's escaping. Yeah, I'm gonna have to lay <clears throat> it on my lip. I'll hold it here, no problem. So, basically, um, 15, 13, and 7, you know, we get on well. I, I don't have to, I, the only time I have to call, I tell them twice or is when I call them. I'm coming, okay. but I'm coming. That's the only time I get annoyed. Other than that, if I say to them, like, um, you know, dry their, their, my, my father's, their granddad's feet after he makes wudu, they'll dry the feet, put socks on happily. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of that. And if they've if got mm. kids that do that without struggling the shoulders, alhamdulillah, I feel I've done a good job. Um, and with, I mean, with children, you know, it's really easy. It's like, it's like rearing sheep. Not in a mm. derogatory way, but you know, you guide them very clearly. Yeah. You know, so if they don't want to do anything, I don't pull their ears and say, I'm your father, obey me, da 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 da, you know, Turkish culture styley, as they say. Yeah. I just tell them, okay, you don't want to do it never. When do you want to do it? I, mm. I have to give them the authority. I have to give them the responsibility, the accountability, time wise, right. time frame, you know, where, when, you know. So yeah. if I say to them, do something, they say, no. My little boy, he'll say, um, five minutes, Baba. Now he doesn't. He has no clue. Five minutes is a very short period of time. So I, I come back in half an hour, and yeah. I said, Baba, you said you're going to do what I asked you to do. Okay, but yeah. he goes and does it. Simple. I don't have to smack his bum and you know really go, go into town unnecessarily yeah, yeah. to prove my 
control over their children. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Um, so I'm very straightforward with my children. Very, very straightforward. We talk about everything. I talk to them about LGBT. I talk to her about sex. We talk to her about, well, obviously not seven-year-old, but I guide, I guide my girls to a point very forthrightly in the sense of, for example, I've, we've homeschooled them till the age of 13, the older one anyway. Okay. And she's now going to um, school, uh, Islamic school, alhamdulillah. Yeah. I don't mm. really care. Uh, I'm, I'm not a father that cares about education. And that may sound okay. a bit, bit, oh, that's a bit, oh, right? But no, because education is going to come. Right. It's going to come. So I'm not going to really push them. And it's going to come. I'm, I'm more interested in the Islamic side and their environment and their character and tarbiyah and all this sort of mm -hmm. thing. And alhamdulillah, they've got a good balance. Alhamdulillah. So I've, I, said to the, I said to her, the older one, she's the only one that's going at the moment, the, the girl, the middle one, she's, still, she's homeschooled and the boy's still, uh, she's still homeschooled, but the boy is going to um, Islamic school as well. So basically, um, I've said to her, you go home, I mean, you go to school and come home, I don't want no, excuse the expression, BS from you. Yeah. You just, blah, blah, blah. What have I done? Have you done nothing? I, I trust you implicitly, but I don't know your friends, but I know them, I guarantee I know them better than you. <laughs> so you go home, you know, I don't want no phone calls from teachers or boys or from uh, police. Said, Papa, where are you going with this? I said, no, this is the first and last conversation we're having. I said, tomorrow, yeah. you're going to like a boy. Said, yeah. Papa. I said, listen, I'm not a father Christmas, Christmas fairy tale, head in the sand type of father. I know what's going on. Yeah. I said, if you like him, he sent, and, and he sends his sister or female counterpart and you give him my number. If he calls me, I'll kiss his forehead, shake his hand. Well, son, let's go camping, let's go fishing, let's go to the yeah. masjid, let's spend some time together. But if he yeah. says to you, no, 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 I don't want to meet your father, just elbow him right in the face. <laughs> and when he falls on the floor, do a Bruce Lee double stamp on his head. I'll deal with the police afterwards. <laughs> so I said to my girls, I want you guys to know to smash someone's face in. And they say, why, Baba? I said, I hope you never find out why. It's better to have the skills and not need it than need not have it. As they say, yeah, as the saying goes. So I'm that, I'm that kind of dad. I'm I'm, I'm very hands on, even when they're with their mother. So I'm, I'm not with their mother, but we co-parent very, yeah. very well. Allah bless her. Alhamdulillah. So, you know, when they're with their mother, we speak about them, so that we keep yeah. everything on an even keel. There's no yes. clashing. We're on the same page. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Even Alhamdulillah. when we were married, and even now, we do a right. bit. We do have a little bit about differences, but it's not so. Of it's course, not so, it's not so bad. Yeah. And that's what my advice on parents is don't fret, don't overthink, don't try to bring them up the way you were brought up. You know, find a way that how, find, you know, they have a love language, right? They say. Yes. Yeah. Then you have a teaching language, have a parent parenting language. What does that work? Right. It may what, what works for one set of parents may not work for another set of parents because they've got they're brought up differently character differences their education is different the way they see the world is different um you know they may not have the confidence the the the, uh, the emotional intelligence which is very very important how to bring up their children in that sense yeah so there's yeah. always a panic there's always a an anxiety there's always a and when they have that when they haven't got that seeming control over their children in a very respectful way then their ego comes out yeah they, their parents get what they want but they leave the kids with resentment and anger mm. and that will come out later on Allah, Allah. you've you've opened up this podcast with a lot alhamdulillah there's there's quite a lot that i want to break down from here no so I, I think the first thing is you mentioned how your uh, children take care of your father their grandfather right mm. so i want to ask firstly what impact did your father have on you in the way that you now parent? It's a very um, emotional question. SubhanAllah. Um, Only if I you're say, when I comfortable say that my, speaking about it. No, alhamdulillah. <clears throat> when I say that my children take care of my of father and, and, and my mother, but they both want their socks on. I mean, I do it as well, alhamdulillah, we all do it. But in the house that I'm living with, my dad, it's just me, my mum and my dad. 
Um, I've got a little, I've got a younger brother as well. He's 40 when I was younger, but I'm the oldest of five. So when I say they they dry his feet to put his socks on, um, they don't take care of him generally, but they take care of him. Yeah. You know, those bits and pieces. I, I don't, I don't try to push my kids to do too much. So one day I asked the elder one to do to to dry my father's feet and put his socks on because he only does it mug, he only washes his feet a mug of time and he has his socks on all the time because he makes time he's an 80 year old man alhamdulillah bless him he's you know Allah preserve him he's um, goes dialysis three times a week you know he's a strong man but you know he's a, to me he's a man mountain and, he, and this question you asked is very uh emotive as they say mm. um you know when i was looking back now Growing up in my 20s and 30s, I had a lot of resentment on my parents because of where we, the way I was brought up. My Turkish yeah. secret family, there was a lot of control, a lot of, a lot of beats <laughs> in my generation. I'm first generation, I'm second generation, so my mum and dad's first generation. So, um, yeah. you know, we, had a, we, we grew up in a calf, lived upstairs, dad in the mm. back kitchen, mum in the front. You know, we were the, we were, if, if there was anything as, as original extenders, it was us. <laughs> it was a Mayflower calf. We should we could we should have called BBC and said, "Look, we've got a very yeah, good project film for it." Here. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that drama that the customers were subjected to, they loved it. It didn't matter to them. <laughs> we had customers coming nearly every day for twenty five years. Wow! So, they, so my uncles and my granddads and my grandmothers and aunties were mom and dad's customers, really. Mm. So, as well as my you know my uh, relative grandparents, but. Um, well, my, my dad was, I think my work ethics, I'm, I'm, I'm a hard grafter. There's, there's, no, there's no messing around with that. I'm not a lazy person. So my father, you know, I always saw him work hard. And then he'd come upstairs and about eight o'clock, he'd say, anyone hungry, he would go downstairs, make toast, boiled eggs, uh, halloumi cheese, you know, um, zaytun, you know, olives and jam and lots of we had yeah. them days we never had you know 25 years in the same in the same kitchen mum and dad same calf and we only ever had two paraffin heaters and um we never had double glazing or central heating for 20 years wow so when it snowed freezing kids don't know these days how lucky they are subhanallah so from the age of nine well actually eight going on nine my brother six going on seven uh, we had a younger brother at the time uh, he was one you know mum would say on a saturday take all the clothes to the laundry opposite opposite the sh shop this was in forest gate yeah wash them dry them um fold them put the clothes away put our clothes on our bed then we'd have to hoover upstairs clean upstairs uh, kitchen, bathroom, everything else. They have to go downstairs after, peel potatoes, butter bread, fill up the sauce pots and salt and pepper. So I grew up very quickly in responsibility. Right. And when my father bought that, uh, what they call a uh, tumbler, is it a tumbler? Potato tumbler. Uh, oh, okay. Peeled yeah. potatoes. I kissed that yeah, machine. Yeah. I kissed that machine. <laughs> I mean, so I grew up with, well, my mum was, a, my mom was a, a strong, she's, a, she's still strong. She, my mum's like, and a sergeant major, definitely. Mashallah. So um, that's probably why I've got a strong character and I have good work ethics and I push it onto my kids and anybody else that feels a bit lazy. Yeah. You know, with all due respect, a lot of Asian brothers that I know, I think third generation, mm. third or fourth generation, I'm not, I'm not sure how they <clears throat> are, but I know that my generation, they expect, they expect their wives to be like their mums, everything for them. They can't even make toast. Yeah. Yeah, with yeah. all due respect, you know. So my father had a my father, my my father's discipline was after my mum couldn't get what she wanted after beating us because we got, we got desensitized to it. Yeah, you know, you're talking about uh, ro Turkish rolling pins, which is like half the size of a broomstick. You're look, talking oh. about ironing boards. You're talking whatever mum could grab her hands on. <laughs> So, uh, and my father only hit me three times in his life, and that was enough. Not right. because it hurt. Yes. I just didn't want to upset my father. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so, the impact, I think, I mean, I, I had resentment until I read the hadith where the Prophet said that, Salam. even your parents are oppressive to you. Yeah. 
And I just broke down when I heard that. Mm. And um, yeah, and now now I've seen them. I'm, I made dua to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for a long time. Allah, let me worship you through my parents and look where I am for the last six years. Because I wasn't really around in my twenties. Mm. Now I, I didn't start practicing the deen until twenty uh, twenty well twenty nine thirty, which is nineteen ninety six nineteen ninety seven. Before that, I was travel. I was a gypsy before that. Right. I traveled, I traveled, I still traveled, I came into Dean, but I traveled, I, you know, was hardly home. So now I thank Allah Subhanahu for the privilege of being with my parents. Mm. Whatever Allah sees in me, you know, nobody's, I'm not perfect, Allah knows, you know, every son yeah. of Adam makes a mistake and the best is make tawbah and that's my life. I make tawbah at night time, shukr in the morning, I do what I can that day and that's it. Whatever I can do, work, kids, Mum and dad, and whatever Allah throws at me, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. But my ethics come from my parents' hard graft. And I push my, I don't push my kids the way that mum and dad push me, but I give them the understanding of hard graft according to their circumstances and their present time in this life, if you know what I mean. Yeah. You, you were saying that um, you help parents to ensure that they're, they're bringing up their children, not the way that their parents brought them up, but the way that their children need well, to be brought up right yeah, now. Yeah, that's the so, advice I give. Yeah, what, uh, how, how does that relate to, 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 to your, your, your own situation in terms of you saw what your parents did for you and why did you want to do maybe things slightly different for your children? And what things did you feel like you it, took it, in from what your parents took you as well? I, I, don't, want, I don't want my children resenting me like I resented my Mum, right. I would say more so growing up. Not a lot, maybe three or five years, and that's yeah. mo that's mainly well, even in Dean in my forties, yeah. it was just one of them things. I couldn't f help that feeling. But now that I, I look at them now, they're very like. In, in a, the, there's a word in Turkish called chökmek uh, or chöktu. Chökmek is like when a house is subsided, right. and the word is chökmek is subsidence. So my, mm -hmm. my parents have subsided in the last six years. Maybe because yeah. of me, probably, but <laughs> since I've been here, but because I've seen them really get old, you know, they've exponentially yes. get in there, you know, and mm. I see other people's parents, you know, passing away, and I, I haven't experienced that. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, maybe I'll go before them. Allah alam. Yeah, who knows? You know, Allah, Allah preserve us all. I mean, but I mean, yeah. So I don't want my children to resent me the way I resent them. It was a horrible feeling because you had love yeah. at this. It was very, it was huge, huge dichotomy and a huge conflict. It was just, it was horrible having the mm. love and the resentment at the same time. Yeah. You know, even now, sometimes, with all due respect, and I do, you know, in front of Allah, sometimes mum says something and it gets up my, my mind because she's, she knows what buttons to press. You know why? Parents know why. Because they put the buttons there themselves. Yeah. So they know which buttons to press. So, there's, there's, so all we have to do is be patient as much as you can. And, and I've got the privilege of, you know, being with them, spending time with them every day. Until such time as Allah decides whatever He decides, yeah, yeah, which I'm happy, which I'm happy about, alhamdulillah, because it helps my own psychological healing and my emotional healing. And I've, you know, I've done a lot of work over the years, you know, being a, becoming a counselor, psychotherapist, whatever it may be, and then trying yeah. to push people to increase their emotional intelligence. You know, I'm a part of that that fathers group and another group of parents and things like that. And it's like I've been, I'm trying to push a course. You know, maybe a, yeah. a podcast or something to teach them to how they can help themselves. Yes. And, it, and, and they can exponentially if they just want to. Emotional mm. intelligence or the cut off is, is, you know, emotional intelligence is not something that is difficult to get. Like I'm talking to you now, alhamdulillah. And yeah. at the same time, I'm aware of Allah at the same time. Mm. I'm aware of my feelings. Yeah. I'm aware of my anxiety. I'm aware of my passion of what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know, I'm also aware at the time that my father will be here in about, in about an hour's time from dialysis. So I've, I've got the food ready earlier on, so that's fine. I'm aware of all these things. Right. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I'll say impose my emotions on, on these situations because there's no need. I've got it under control. My emotions are under control, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. Ten years ago, terrible rage. Terrible rage, and I didn't hit, I didn't hurt anybody. I didn't hit my yes. families or whatever. But and I'm not scared of anybody. That can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. 
Yeah. You know, I've got myself in trouble sometimes over the years, and I've got myself out of it as well by being <coughs> respectfully assertive, respectfully honest to people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and most people out there who think they're brave or courageous or just or maybe thuggish, if you speak to them in a way that you're real, you're authentic, it stops them in their tracks because they think that it's like a tr when I was in, in 1995, I went to America because. I had to leave London, not because someone was chasing me, but if I stayed here, I said to mum, if I stay here, you're going to visit my grave or you're going to visit me in prison. SubhanAllah. So I had to leave, you know, quote unquote, find myself, as they say. I mean, I right, don't, right. It's just a way of just getting away from me and find, I had to go somewhere whereby I'm probably seeking validation. You know, first mm. generation, I'm a second generation, first generation parents don't know how to validate you. Yeah. So you're chasing dunya, you're chasing everybody, you're chasing people, you're chasing money, just to get validation. But that's only five minute gratification of happiness. You're trying to find yeah. contentment. Yeah. So alhamdulillah, I went to America in 1995. I got allocated some children to look after. It was a Camp America, by the way. Mashallah. So okay. um, that's, where I, that's where I first had my bout of counselling with there was a, I remember her name, her name is Barbara Vedder. It was a Jewish camp, she was a Jewish lady. Her name was Barbara Vedder, a professor of child psychology. And I will never forget what she said to me, always. Always look at the child behind the behavior. Mm. Don't, don't attack the behavior. That's just your nerves. Yeah. Attack, not attack, but deal with the child. And then yeah. there was a boy, there was a boy, his name was John something. John Konkowski or something like that and he stank honestly he, he stank to high heaven as they say and I was allocated to him for, oh my god but I said to him listen John everyone's getting horse riding snake catching bullfrog fighting archery whatever it is and what we're we doing here I said I still get paid but you're, you're missing out yeah he goes right I wash my heaven on my body no you have a whole shower you effing this, you see A to Z, whatever swear words he yeah. knew, who was giving it to me. But you know what? I said, you know what, John? The more you behave towards me this way, the more I'm going to love you. Yeah. We became best friends. SubhanAllah. And he was like 10 and I was like 28. Another child, you know, wouldn't let anyone else sit next to him after I dealt with his anger issue. And it, it, on, on those American buses, the big buses, he always let, he, put, yeah. let, he wouldn't have anyone sit next to him until I came on board and sat next to him. So the point of that is when you're dealing with authenticity with people, being your authentic self, mm. you know, I can say to somebody, you know, in the street, you know, Allah, don't test me on this point. You know, to, you know, I'm not a big man, but I've got the aggression to take on about two guys. It's not a problem. Sure. But they may overpower me. And I'll say to them, you may overpower me, you may beat me, but I will leave you with something you remember the rest of your life. That's just ego, but also a, look, I'm not scared of you. There's no point of this. Yeah. But I also, but I also got the ability in my education, my, my emotional intelligence to say to them, look, there's no point of this. It's just your ego and my ego. And then what? You're going to be in hospital. I'm in hospital. I've got kids. You may have kids. You may have got, you may be trying to prove something to your friends. There's no need. Yeah. Let's go for a cup of tea or just let me go my way. I'll let you go on your way. Mm. You know, so this, it, this, this topic of mm, this topic of emotional intelligence and self awareness is something that I'm very, uh, very, very interested in, and something that we speak about a lot on the podcast, and something which I feel like, like, like you're saying as well, is is lost in a lot of fathers at the moment that they're not thinking on that level, and they're they're living a life of reacting to the kids' behavior, reacting to the environment in which their children Correct are word, in, and reaction. they're not, yeah. they're not, yeah, yeah, and they're not being proactive, and they're not thinking through things, and it's causing uh, uh, problems um, when it comes to their parenting and also their relationship with their spouse as well. And that's something that, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to start off a podcast like this where we can talk to other fathers is so, you know, a father who's listening to this, you can take a moment just to think from somebody else's perspective on and how that might apply to your life rather than continuing to live through your parenting in the same mode in the same way that things are always happening and i think it was quite interesting what you said earlier again going back to where you open up the podcast you said that your children uh, you you show them authority without being authoritative that comes from a high level of emotional intelligence so how, how do you how do you really get to that that state where your kids respect your authority but you don't have to slam it down 
That's a good question, Bai. Um, yeah, we've got, we've all got an inner child, you know, mm. and most of the, excuse me, the brothers that I meet nowadays, with all due respect, are man children. <laughs> and well, I say that with all, well, I say that from a good place. I say that with love. And I'm saying that so they can say, well, how do I change, brother? How do I become the man that I want to be? You know, when I was in my twenties, I used to admire real men. And I was like, I, I, I want to be like that, but I was never given the opportunity for my inner self, my inner man, to come out. So my inner yeah, self yeah. stayed a child. <clears throat> hence the rage, hence the uh, egos, hence validation, whatever it may be. So I've brought myself to a point now in my life that I'm I'm complacent in my contentment. Nothing matters except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your journey is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Wife, no wife. Husband, no husband. Money, no money. Friends, no friends. Mum and dad, no mum and dad. House, no house. Whatever. Focus. Mm. If, you, if you want to bring somebody into your life, yeah. fine. If they, start, say, if they start dragging you back, you organize it. Say, no, that's not going to happen. You're going to follow me. I'm not going to yeah. come back. Or you're going to yeah. leave. Mm. So it's about trusting yourself no need to trust the other person. Yeah. You want to do something behind my back, there's Allah. If I find out, you're gone. You know, I'm not perfect. I've done some things I'm not proud of. Yeah. But it's a, it's a working process and it's a, it's, a, it's a result in progress. And I've become the person that I've basically started liking myself. Mm. So the trust is is it has to be in you you have to be your rajul you have to be your mard you know you have to be that man that you're willing to walk away so so the, you're saying the first step here is actually looking at yourself your own behaviors the, the way that you carry about, yourself before about looking self. at yeah Absolutely. before looking at your, your your children and how am i gonna get them to give me th this respect and this authority look at yourself first that's first step yeah look at myself mm. how you know they don't understand emotions as yet because but they feel them yes right so, you've got to, so when a child is having a tantrum you know in my day it was like clip around the head i'll give you something to cry about <laughs> as it's a cliche isn't it yeah but with my with well, i was i always been my children specific i'm not saying my kids are perfect by all means you know allahumma barik lahum but i mean it's like they're my test project in the sense of I see myself in them. Yes, yes. So once you have a tantrum, I say, look, whatever you're feeling, it could be disappointment, while you're feeling anger, you're upset, you didn't get what you want. Um, let's put it this way. When my children, well, my boy is seven now, but when he was like three or four, same as my girls are three or four, they fell fall over and scrape their knees. Say, ah. I say, get up, you're not dead. <laughs> when it comes to physical resilience, yeah. I was a bit harsh on that. Hmm. When it comes to emotional, I, I say to them, look, what is it, tell me what you're feeling so I can help you with it. I try and yeah, guide yeah. them through the pain. It's all pain yeah. because I went through pain. Even in my 40s, the anger, I used to, you know, in, in my 40s, you know, living with my, my first family, you know, there was, I used, to, I used to change wardrobes and kitchen units probably every, every two or three months. Literally, I'm not ashamed to say it because I know that a lot of people mm. go through the same thing. And how I, mm. how I overcome that is I put my beast away. I don't have to impress anybody. Right. Ramiz, you don't have to impress anybody anymore. Nobody cares. So I've learned to put my beast away and allow me to peek into the reality of my own self, to take accountability. Mm. Yeah. And I've learned a hell of a lot from my children about my own self yeah they become and, a mirror into into your yeah, exactly your so I look, at my, I look at my eldest sometimes a bit controlling i think mm, mm. she's taken on board my <laughs> character and the middle one's taken on board the character of her mother so what i do mind. now i talk to i talk to my older one and say to her, listen you can't be controlling all the time recognize that so it's good for her to recognize it now so but so she can exponentially change just have to wait till my age 56 to change yes 
or in my 50s, I would say. I've changed a long time ago, but I'm still changing. We're all learning all the time, and this is what I like yeah. about it. Once you exponentially, exponentially change to a point whereby you start liking yourself and you're content, then you're learning all the time. It's easy to learn. It's like I look at a couple may come to me for, for counselling. They're very young, 25, sometimes 21, 22, just got married. Brother, give us some good advice. I say, are you ready to hear it? They say, yes. I say, everything that you're going to go through the arguments in the next 10 years don't matter. I'll tell you now, 99% of things you are going to argue about is going to be stupid. So to reduce that, for two years, have no children, enjoy each other's time, enjoy each other's bodies, you know, get physical, because we're living in a, you know, 50, 60 times, 50, 60 years ago, you get married, have children, get with the program. Yes. You know, I don't know how, how I don't know how, you, how old you are, don't tell me, brother, but you know, our first generation, mum and dads, they were, you know, I thought, how do they stay together? But they stay together because they've got the program. That was the program. Yeah, yeah. But these days, when you get, when you couple get married young, they have children, it's an issue. Yeah, yeah. Or feminism and this, she may leave with a kid, whatever. So two years, spend two years, bring a foundation. Enjoy each other's bodies physically. Go traveling together, cook together, mm. do things together. So that yeah. when, you know, emotional and physical intimacy these days are far more important than it was in our first generation. Mm. So important. You know, only a few brothers are talking about it. Yeah. I'm afraid to talk about it. Because they've got a lot of people out there, a lot of Muslims, 90% are very self-righteous. Yeah. Nobody's perfect. I've made mistakes. May Allah forgive me and I ask people to I forgive mean, me who I've hurt and they've hurt me. I've got no reason for anybody. That's all. Yeah. You know? So they may say, oh, look, mad mullah, pervert, this and that. But we, we, people are not talking about real things. Mm. They're not talking about the reality of what's happening now. So I always say that enjoy each other two years. So when you're giving each other a lot of emotional and physical intimacy, yeah. Him leaving his socks around, she she leaving the the, the, uh, the jam jar open or the ketchup bottle open. You're not going to argue about it, like you argue about now for no reason, yeah. because you're physically and emotionally intimate and you're fulfilled. Mm. It's the hierarchy of value. That's you know, a very good points, Muhammad. Yes, this is uh, you make a very very valid points. You know. Um, you know, just to track back to the the question that we're trying to answer in terms of authorities, we we focus on ourselves, and uh, once we explore ourselves, you know, as Rumis, Rumis uh, was just explaining, <coughs> then we're able to then see the correction of those behaviours in our children without having to really slam uh, our fist down. And you know what what you're just saying now about young Muslim couples nowadays. That's 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 something that you know. Some people sometimes people ask me, and I'm not in authority to give advice like you are, Mashallah. You have sort of you know some uh, qualifications and experience in in the game. But when even when people ask me, you know, you know when when do you think it's the right time to have children and things like that, I'm like, you don't have to have children straight away. Like yeah, you no. don't need to ridiculously re delay children to like 30, 40 or something like this. But and, neither and, do you and have sorry to. Sorry to cut you, brother, but not, not not delaying it because of finance. Yes, yes. You yes. delay for two years, maybe maximum three, to get to know each other, to make the foundations exactly. of marriage to last longer. You've got about 50, yes. 60, 70, sometimes 70 years maybe to get to live together. Yeah. So you've got to yeah. set a foundation now. Yeah. And it doesn't have to take long to set that foundation. One no. year, two years. As long as you're both sure that you... want to. Yeah. You have yeah, love exactly. each other, you sit there and you give each other time to talk and say, listen, I have this issue, that issue, how do we deal with it? You deal with this, I'll deal with that for you. You help me. I love you. I care for you. You know, do things to you. Once that door is closed, you become like in your castle. And don't Rumi's allow other is, people, it, external people, external influences. Oh, this is an important point. Including yes. family. With all due yeah. respect to mom, your mum and dad, your brothers, your sisters, whatever, don't tell them things that's happening in your life. Mm. Ever. Yeah. You talk to yourselves, between yourselves, and if you need mediation, take it to a sheikh who is... Uh, you know, you know, he's got wisdom and he's probably in his 50s, not in his 20s, 30s. Yes, yes, yes. He's been through it. He knows, he's been through he knows it what's and going he's, on. He's complacent now. He knows what's going yeah. on as well. It's uh, On that point about, you know, being complacent, it seems like you've obviously gone through this journey. Like you said, you used to have this rage. And then, you know, through your children, you saw a lot of things and you tried to address a lot of things. So I'm guessing the way that you saw 
parenting and being a father when you first became a father is very different to how you see it now. How, how, how would you compare the two? When, subhanAllah, I mean, <clears throat> when I had um, my children, well, I didn't, but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, once you have children, you don't matter anymore. Mm. But you've got to make time for yourself. You can't be a candle giving everybody else heat and light and burning yourself away. It's not going to work. Yeah, yeah. As they say. So mm. <clears throat> I take my job as a father very serious. You know, it, it, I love it. I love what I do. I, yeah. I purposefully, I um, deliberately do my job. Right. I'm very hands-on. Now, I can be a father, work six days a week and see my kids one day a week, two days a week, like most fathers, I suppose, that, yeah. that are in yeah. that situation. But I can't do that. Right. I want to see them more. Mm. Only maybe because I'm in a, I had them late. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know? So mm. I feel like anxiety, like I might not have much time. Allah may take them before me, Allah Allah, but I'm just saying, I want, to yeah, give, yeah. I, want to give, I, want, I want to bring them as much, give them as much of myself, skill, life skills as possible before I go. Yeah. So it stays with them. Like, for example, I tell them, grab some kind of positive escapism for your emotional stress. So I take my boy fishing. The girls are doing crocheting or whatever, they, you know, they, they read or do something so that if they get stressed, I'm going for a run. Not sex, drugs and rock and roll. I tell them the straight. Yes. Yeah. Find out a positive escapism now. So later mm. on, when you get emotionally stressed, you don't you don't seek sex, drugs, and rock and roll, alcohol, yes, whatever yes. it may be. Yeah. You make you, you seek Allah. You do your rakah. You do your rakatain. You do you know you do your salah. You do that, and then you say, right, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going for a run. I'm going to you know you read Quran, read a book, something that is positive. Yeah. Like my boy goes, Baba, you keep saying that to me. I said, I'm going to keep saying it to you until you're fed up. So when if anything happens to me, you can hear my voice then. <laughs> I never had all that. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I didn't have all that. My mom, dad, dad, I mean, look, I tell my mom sometimes, even now, I'm not a druggie, mom. I'm not a drunk. You know, I'm not, you know, we don't get calls from police. I'm not yes. this and that. You know, Alhamdulillah, you've done a good job, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not perfect. You know, I've got some hang ups. You know, I've got some validation issues. I'm still, you know, I'm yeah. still working things on it. But I like where I am now. I like yeah, where yeah. I've you know, become. And again, People forgive me and I forgive them. I've got no qualms for anything anymore because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, nobody should be self-righteous, especially me. Yeah. You know, when you're, giving, when you, when you're talking to someone and giving someone da'wah and advice, you don't talk in a place of self-righteousness. Yeah, you talk yeah. in a place of that you're giving good advice. That's it. Mm. Mm. Now, their reaction to your advice is not dictating whether they accepted it or not. You should worry about that. Oh, you didn't take my advice. But no worry. If you do it for the sake of Allah, you won't get upset about it if they took it or not. Just give it to them. Yeah. It's just like when you're giving da'wah to a non-Muslim. You're not here to change people. You're here to start making people think. Yeah, yeah. Allah looks at the hearts whether they should change or not. So it's up yeah. to you. So in regards to that, you know, being knowing your oneself is very, very important. And if you've got kids... And you haven't got the time to know yourself. You have to. You've got to be. Um, um, uh, one brother said to me, who, who's a coach as well, because I had coaching as well. You, you, you've got to invest in yourself. You know, you have to invest yeah. in yourself. Yeah. So you know, don't drink. You don't smoke. You so you might just spend, get, you know, do courses, pay other coaches to coach, even though you're a coach. Yeah, yeah. You know. So he said to me that you've got to be sometimes selfishly unselfish. Mm. Very interesting. And don't be put off and don't be hurt or upset or change your mind or your abilities because someone else is trying to make you feel guilty. Yeah. You know? So with your kids, when, your ki when you've got your kids, have spent time with them. Get them out of the concrete. You know, I tell, you know, whenever I see my kids, they're on the tablet doing this. I say, well, how long have you been playing Roblox? Well, it was about half yeah. an hour, 40 minutes. I said, right, get off that now. Go in the garden and get muddy. Get out of there. Go and collect some worms for fishing. <laughs> You know, so or we go for a, a hike or go for a walk or whatever you know yeah there's a bit of a, a balance there in in the household with yourself that you're you make sure that if they're doing 
screen time this long, you have to get out as well at the same time. More, yeah, more so timed outside, yeah. More time, yeah. Obviously, yeah. summertime is much, much more. It's, it's much easier than it is winter time. Mm, we still go. I took my boy fishing a couple of weeks ago. He was freezing. <laughs> we got there. We got there about fudger time. Well, sorry, pre fudger then left. But we have done. We have been fishing where we've gone pre fudger there, and you're just shaking like a leaf. And he was saying, "Bye bye, it's cold." I said, "Well, this is fishing in winter. You want her to come? We spend a couple of hours. I want it to become strong, be resilient, take the cold. It's fine. Mm. You can do it because it helps with everything in life. When difficulties yeah. come, he'll become a bit resilient towards it. Of course, yeah, yeah. and patient. But if they're like, yeah. "You're cold, Bubba. Come on, let's let's get you warm." <laughs> you know, you're hungry. Oh, let's just feed you. Let's they're, do this, they're, you know? they're always going to expect the uh, yeah. The, the always going to expect the response. I try not to fix things for my children. I let them try and fix themselves. If they can't, then I help. Okay. That, yeah, that's, that's a good approach, alhamdulillah. For fathers, right, um, becoming self-aware like we're talking, uh, you, you, you went on your own journey and I'm also on my own journey of, of exploring that. So how do we tell other fathers wh where to start that journey from? Like how do you realize, okay, I need to maybe have some, some healing from, from whatever I'm suffering from the behaviors or the mode that I'm stuck in, I, I need to get out of that and I need to really address it and become self-aware. How, how do you Being start with brothers who have already, already been that, through that journey, mm. <clears throat> you know, hanging around brothers that have been through that journey, not hanging around brothers who whatever they meet want to talk about is food and second wives. <laughs> it's fine. They can, they can do that. It's not a problem. Mm. But whenever I'm with brothers and they talk about this and that, I hardly mix with anybody anymore. If I yeah. do, it's got to be, you know, beneficial. Yeah, yeah. And that's not being self, that's not being potentially self uh, humble, you know. It's just that's, mm. that's how I've grown. Yeah. And if I meet brothers that talk about that after more than half an hour, I say, brothers, you know what, with all due respect, you know, talk about something else because you know that you're never going to do it. <laughs> you're never going to do it. Yeah. He goes, your brother, you've done it. Yeah, I've done it. And if you want help with it, I'll help you to deal with the emotional side of things and all that yeah. sort of thing. But you're talking like children in, in, in a playground talking about how much, how many marbles you're going to get. And it just it doesn't compute. Maybe I'm too old. I don't know. Or brothers yeah. that sit in a group and say, oh, you muppet, you idiot. I don't like things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the worst, worst is when you're with brothers, you know, about four or five, six, seven, eight brothers, whatever it is, one brother has to go. I'll leave him. He, he's, he's under the thumb. Mm, yeah, you're shaitan, man. You're gonna. He's she, he's gonna go home now. Have a go at his wife for giving him a time frame because he's, he did it out of respect. I remember yes, yes. there's a film called It Man, you know, with uh, Donnie Yen. Yeah, yeah. At yeah, the yeah. beginning, the the country bumpkin said, "Oh, you you you're, yeah. you're controlled by." He goes, "No, just mutual respect." You know, and now he's gonna go home and have a go at her, and it's gonna cause problems. Yeah, surprise. Brother comes. Look, we're all men. Not children. If a brother comes for five minutes, he has to leave. Jazakallah khair, bro. See you soon, brother. Give my salam to your family. Hope everything's well. If you need anything, let me know. End of story. We're men. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. We're not, you know, I'll uh, leave him. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's under the thumb. He's, you know, he's under the skirt. Who are you talking? If you tell me that, I will slap you silly. Yeah. Who are you talking to? So there's this, you've got to keep away from people. And I don't mean in a horrible way. Like, don't keep with the jama'ah. Yeah, yeah, people yeah, the Jama'a yeah. that read Quran and talk about yeah. world, you know, fickle waqi and worldly things, yeah, worldly yeah. matters, things like that. But brothers that talk about baseline things. Yes, I did yes. it. I did it. We all did it because we all, we all, have, yeah, baseline. Yeah, yeah, we all have baseline needs. Yeah. Know? And because it's there. Yeah. Why not? That's what, that's, mm. that's the mentality, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, of course. So first of all, keep, keep contact with brothers that are stronger than you. Yeah? yeah, I don't mean successfully, in financially successfully, emotionally successful. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two, start you know developing your own you know weekly self development uh, time. Whether it be mm. like you go counselling, coaching, read some books, watch some watch some videos on self development, understand emotional emotional intelligence is so important because. The scientists found that a long time ago. There's a, the, the heart is over 40,000 neurons. SubhanAllah. So it yeah. thinks and feels, accepts and rejects. Mm -hmm. And you get a mm -hmm. lot of people saying this, I don't feel that's right. 
Yeah. We, you become, you become, when you become more emotional intelligence, you stop saying, I don't think that's right. And you start saying, I don't feel that's right. Mm, interesting. And also you end up having more empathy. Yeah. First towards yourself and other people. You know, you don't want to be, you don't program yourself with the programs of people that inputted, inputted that program into you growing up. You are a product. You may think you're the person you've become, but you're not. You are a product of upbringing from parents' input, friends' input, television, whatever you've done. Yeah. You, yeah. you become a product. And you may not like that product, but you're alive to change it. So stop yeah. feeling, the, and you've got to stop feeling the victim. Oh, poor mm. me. You grab the bull by its horns and do what needs to be done. Yeah. Oh, brother, you know, I've got to lose some weight. Well, stop eating, get to the gym, fast and yeah but fasting is difficult and gym is expensive okay then uh, just go for a walk every day on empty stomach yeah but it's cold i will slap you in a minute <laughs> i think that's what you need to wake you up from your nonsense everything i've said to you you've you've knocked it over negativity i mean come on yeah yeah what is that you've got someone that helps you you don't want it. So back then, you, just, you, you like playing the victim, not someone say, oh, it's okay, don't worry, come here, let me hug you, it's okay. That's what they want. They've had that growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you can't mother our children. Now, I don't mean bring them up to become like hardened, you know, concrete, but they have to yeah. have the balance. They have to have a good demeanor, self-control, self-understanding yeah. self, uh, self, um, uh, their own emotions so they can help other people as well without, without affecting them. Yeah. So, like I said, you've got to make yourself available to yourself. Mm. Like you make yourself available to everybody else. They're taking a piece of you, you're losing energy. Then you come back and play. I've got, like, oh, I've got energy to do. I'll be truthful with you. I joined the gym two months ago and I've yet to go. <laughs> and, and that's not because of procrastination. That's because of deliberate um, using procrastination in a positive way. I know when I'm going to start. Yeah. So I've got a few things to do, in, to do things in, in, in the meanwhile. Also, time management. Yeah. You've got to manage your time, manage your mm. emotions, manage mm. your business, manage your family. Yeah. So it, it takes a manly character to do this. And to get to the manly character, stop yeah. hanging around with children. Mm. And I'm not talking about literally children. I'm talking about brothers who are like children. Yeah. They're not helping you grow. I think these these like a couple of points that you brought in are really really good um you know what, what one is you know definitely changing your environment making sure that you're you know subhanallah just today so I was teaching at a madrasa um that I teach at on weekends I was speaking to like teenage boys like you know 14 15 and I was telling them that if if you want to be somebody who can hold themselves to account like you know to make sure that you are aware of your own actions like i.e not being such a teenager i this 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 term teenager doesn't really exist in islam you're a child or you're an adult and when oh. you're an adult that means you're accountable to yourself but a teenager is this concept that you know you're not responsible for things you're just going through these changes and whatever, you're, Absol whatever uh, you do whatever you, you know that's that's Absolutely. what it is so try and trying to get them out of this mindset that you don't treat yourself as a teenager you treat yourself as a man now you're responsible for your own actions my boy is and seven if you really i try and treat to, like he's a man already Mashallah, that's good. And my, kid, and my girls, I teach them, you're, you're a grown woman now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll put it much more bluntly than that. I was a grown something woman. I was just, you're a grown woman. Yeah, And yeah. you've got to take responsibility, Baba. You know, you have to. We must touch upon, we can't do this without, without touching upon the uh, an honesty of fathers who can't see their children. Yeah, I want to get to that point, definitely. Just finishing this off. Yeah. So I was telling them, you have to get out of this mindset of being a teenager and in order to really hold yourself to account because if you're going to continue feeling like you're a teenager or not a man you're never going to hold yourself to account until you come mm. to the day of judgment and your hands speak for you your feet speak for you your eyes yeah. speak for you right yeah. so take yourself to account and the first step to taking yourself to account is that you change your environment you know yeah. because if they're spending all this time watching all these youtubers yeah uh, uh that are doing crazy things pranks uh, crushes, stupidness, talking, yeah. flirting, all this, all this stupidness, and you're spending so much time doing that. That's essentially that's become your influence. That's become your friends, and your real life friends are also watching the same thing. So you're all influenced by the same thing. But if you There's start no spending some time, no growth. 
And if you spend some time just looking at some of the heroes of Islam, even just contemporary ones, people that we have alive today, or just people, you know, very immediately in the past, Malcolm X, or further in the past, the Sahaba, or maybe somewhere in between, uh, you know, Salahuddin, any sort of figures that you can get your head around, you can read about them, you can watch some documentaries or movies about them, you start replacing the time that you're spending watching these guys, those people will start to become your role model and you realize how, how, how much of a man you can actually be and how much you yeah. need to hold yourself to account. You know, so definitely changing your environment will, will help you become that self-aware because you realize you have to take yourself to account now. Absolutely. And then spending time, like a lot of fathers, because obviously they have the responsibility of going to work, and then when they get back, they have to spend time with their children and their wife. It just becomes a cycle of work, children, wife, maybe masjid here and there, you know, and it just keeps going on like that for a lot of fathers. But if yeah. you, you need to deliberately put into your calendar, this is a time that I spend on myself. That's protected yeah. time. Yeah. I'm going to spend that time to learn about myself, to reflect upon myself, to do, like you said, some courses, get a coach, chat to someone. Even if it's just going to be you secluding yourself from your family so you can spend time praying, reflecting, making dua, Quran. If it's just that or if it's more than that and you're able to take in some studies, every father needs that time. Because like you said, you need to recharge. You can't just be giving your light out everywhere. Absolutely. How are you going to expect to be a good father, be a good spouse if you're not going to give time to yourself? So these two are, yeah. are really important, Ramisa. And Zakhla for bringing those points up. So yeah, I did want to ask you about this because you said that you um you're no longer obviously living with the mother of your children there must be some a period of time where alhamdulillah you said that it was it's be, it's quite good at the moment in terms of sharing co-parenting and things like that but naturally in that circumstance of divorce and split and having children involved and i've i i have that situation in my family in terms of my my father not being around i understand that alhamdulillah you got to a stage where you're able to do it well or well enough uh, but there must have been periods where it was difficult, where maybe you couldn't see the children in, in or the you guys sh- couldn't co-parent in the best way. So what, no, was, what there, was your there, experience? There, and Yeah, there was never a time I couldn't see the kids. Okay, alhamdulillah. Not, 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 not once. That, that, that we... Nipped the in only the clash head. we had was that because of our own resentment for each other at the time. Mm. During okay. the divorce and after the divorce and things like that. Trying to get a balance of still feeling the effects of the divorce and trying to get the program with the kids and trying to adjust to the situation emotionally as well and everything. So it was, it, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I, I just put myself away for the sake of the kids. As soon as the divorce happened, I put myself away. Just mm. concentrate on the kids because they were young. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I remember my, uh, uh, middle daughter, she was at the time she was seven, and mm. she came down the stairs. And look at her authority, she goes, Baba, we need to talk. Which seven year old <laughs> does that? So I went upstairs, we sat down, she took my hands, she goes, Baba, I know you and Mum are not together, alhamdulillah, and I know you both love us, but what I'm worried about, she said, exactly what she said, I'm worried it may affect me later on. Mm. A seven-year-old. Wow. And I thought, you're going to be all right. <laughs> I don't you're know how, like that. Because <laughs> my, my kids have been given the emotional uh, emotional intelligence theme method from a young age. Right, right, right. You know, I don't, I don't, mm. I've never, there, there's never been a point where I don't push them to take accountability, responsibility. And, you know, they're teenagers, 15 and 13. But they don't act like teenagers, 15 and 13, giggly, like silly Sarahs, as they say. Yeah. If you spoke to them, it's like speaking to, I don't know, a 30-year-old, I suppose. Very, very mature. Doesn't mean they don't have, they don't enjoy their age or they don't enjoy their time. But I always tell them, look, you know, the the Jewish, in the Jewish culture, when they're 13, you know, men have a bar mitzvah, you become a man. You take over the business with your father's guidance. Yeah. And they do it in our culture mm. you've got 30 40 50 years sitting there playing games all day long exactly xbox and whatever it may be yeah and this is this is this is a problem this is a problem this is, this is a big issue you know i know brothers we're talking generally about fathers who can see their children and i'm sure there's and i know because i'm in a group with brothers who are having a hard time dealing with not seeing their children 
And we're living in a time where these women, and to be honest with you, this is, this is a satanic cultish attitude that our sisters have. Yeah. They get divorced, and because they've got an ability, because they've got outside influences. So the yeah. shaitan can't get to you. Shaitan will use somebody else to get to you. Claim, you know, cry out domestic violence, um, take the kids from him, this, this, that, and that. The only people that benefit from this kind of situation are the lawyers, and the so... only people that suffer are the children. Mm. After it's all said and done, you're going to sit there and think, what the hell just happened? Because you're not in control of yourself. You are programmed by the system. And you become a, a shaitan or a shaitana. But it's mostly women who don't let the children see their father. I don't know. I've never heard of a man not, see, not allowing the father to see the, the father. I've never heard of a father not allowing their children to see the mother. Yeah. I'm sure it's it happened. I'm sure it's there. But it's yeah, minute. Yeah. Mm, in comparison. In yeah. comparison. Minute. Mm. And this mm. is this this is shaitan. This, this is this is these are female devils that do this kind of thing. Mm. You're breaking up family ties. Are you not fear of Allah? You know, we've all got our iman goes up and down. We've all got our issues. We've all got we've got all our ways of sinning and whatever it may be. However, the children will suffer. Can you not see that? You know, parental alienation. Mm. Mm -hmm. You're using the child. You know, Manchowson syndrome. Where you're pretending the child is, you know, is sick, or pretend that you know to, to get sympathy from someone, you're lying yeah. for emotionally for your children and all that to get. I mean, yeah. come on, what are you doing? Yeah, the yeah. child's gonna grow up and resent you. Mm. The only advice I'll give to brothers is just be strong. This, this is Allah, Allah knows what's going on. This is a big, yeah. this is a huge test. Yeah, you know, I, I, I sometimes wonder if had had it had it ever happened to me. I'll probably end up in prison. Subhanallah. I'm not that guy. I just can't. I, I can't. Alhamdulillah. Allah tests us according to our iman, according to our level of whatever it is that Allah tests us with, because Allah knows. Allah, Allah yeah. doesn't give a grade B student a grade A exam. <laughs> yeah. Allah's not an oppressor. You know, and I've, I've talked to a lot of brothers over the years, and then their ex wives have called me and said, Brother, um, would you mind talking to him? Talking to him about what? Talking to him about what? You cried out domestic violence, there's no proof. You've yeah. um, taken him to the cleaners and you ended up with what? 100 grand? When you could end up with a house? If you spoke to, if, if you spoke to each other properly and said, look, we yeah. may not be together, but let's parent, co-parent yeah. for the sake of the child. You know, if it's like, for example, if, you get, if, if, if the ex-wife's going to get married again, and you've got daughters, whatever. Me, personally, yeah. I want to see the man you want to marry. Yeah. I want to speak to him. Say, look, you're going to be mm. like a father to my children. Mm. I'm going to vet you myself. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. I, w I was just speaking to a, a brother who runs like, uh, he runs a mediation service. And he was basically saying that Muslims have no idea how to do mediation whatsoever the only thing that they know is to go straight to the lawyers and when you when you go to a court you have to show them that you've done some sort of mediation before you get to the point of of taking into a court case yeah the, court, the, the courts and, are not too bad you know that people say oh, this and that yeah yeah, yeah. worst case not, but the judges are not stupid yeah yeah of course of course and and he he was basically saying look um you know so many people they once they actually use mediation properly they find that whatever settlement they agree upon is way better than anything they could have done if they got lawyers absolutely, involved. Absolutely, absolutely. And both parties are always much happier because when it comes to It's all about the children at the end of the day. Yeah. Exactly. You've both, you've both, planted, sure you both planted a seed. Excuse, mm. the, excuse the pun. You've, you, it's, you've grown into a, a, a fruit-bearing plant. Now take care yeah. of the fruit. Mm. While your guy's arguing, the fruit's going to rotting away. SubhanAllah. And you have to be really, really. I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to upgrade my mediation service. I think. <laughs> I'm going to have to take it away from counselling and make it more mediation. Yeah, Subhanallah. You know, it needs look, Ramis. Subhanallah. Um, this was amazing. We've got Maghrib coming up. That's why I'm just no. trying to wrap it up. Inshallah. No problem. Uh, and I think definitely we need to have you on again because we we, Mashallah, touched on so many topics, but. 
with very little time, each thing could have been a podcast in it of itself, right? The well, self awareness. We can do this as an introduction, inshallah, and then we can pick out a, yes. uh, a pointer from from this, and then make it into a whole whole show. Inshallah. Subject matter. Inshallah. Inshallah. Let's do something, inshallah. Brother, Definitely. We'll, we'll speak offline, inshallah. No problem, inshallah. Jazakallah khair, inshallah. Take care of yourself. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for coming on, Rumis. Really appreciate it. Barakallah fikum. And uh, brothers and sisters who are listening, uh, you can, inshallah, if you haven't subscribed or followed to myself and dadhood, uh, then you can do that so you can get updates about more of these uh, podcasts that we're putting out, inshallah, uh, and anything else uh, that comes out that we do that is father related, um, inshallah. So just uh, make sure you do that. Zakhla khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.